0: Welcome into the In the Money podcast for Thursday, October 19th at Keeneland. I'm Tom Leach, along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. So we take a look at the late pick four each day of the fall meet, and it starts in the sixth race on the Thursday card. And Jim, as I handicapped the whole card, uh, I got my picks up on the Expert Picks tab at uh, the Keeneland app and on Keeneland.com. I found myself hardly coming to any favorites, so this might be a day to to catch uh, a price or two on the day. So we'll see how that plays out. Right. Uh, sixth race is where we'll start with a pick four. 50K claimers, seven furlongs the distance, three-and-a-half, uh, three-year-olds and up uh, in this one. Where did you land?
1: Yeah, I agree with your uh, opinion that it could be a day to catch some prices because you look at the favorites, and they almost all of them have a question mark by them. And that includes this race with Shooter's Shoot for uh deodoro and gaflione um the horse ran at churchill last time out got beat by three and a quarter uh has burned uh quite a bit of money in the last few races and uh hasn't won uh since 2021 um and raced at santa anita different trainers so you know to me this horse has never been in Keeneland. they're just trying things with with them and and, and seven furlongs as one for six so he Probably distance is okay. He used to be really good. He's a grade three, grade two uh, kind of horse, but he's not that way anymore. He's six years old and a lot of question marks around him. Obviously, he's capable of winning, but there are others in here that I think are just as capable. My pick in here was a uh, an eight-to-one shot for Chris Hartman called Mailman Money. And this horse has been in, the, in Hartman's barn for three races. Uh, they tried him at, at Ellis Park in the preview for Kentucky Downs, and that didn't go great, but he only got beat four and three quarters to so a couple of decent horses, including Bad Beat Bryant. Brought him back for 50000 at Kentucky Downs, and he didn't run that well. Um, got beat by nine and a quarter, so they dropped him back into a $50,000 claiming race, which is what they gave for him three races back. Now, that day, he got an 83 buyer at Ellis Park at 7 Furlongs, but if you go back in his history, at Fairgrounds in March, he had a 94 buyer in an offshore eighty thousand uh, dollar offshore eighty thousand dollar race, and he was really good in fairgrounds in January and March. If Chris Hartman can get him back to that, he can win this race at eight to one. So I'm going to take a price here. I'm going to use the Queen's Jewels at five to one for Giroux and, and Thomas Thomas Vanberg, one for one at Keeneland, uh, won a race here uh, on my contest day in October uh, of 22 at at five over almost six to one that. Uh, had propelled a couple of guys toward wins in the contest. And I'm going to use Upstriker for Louis Saez and Mike Maker uh, just off those connections. Um, but I think you can go deeper here. Derby Date was one that I didn't use. Uh, the Indiana form is really good. Don't know if that transfers over to Keeneland as well as it used to. But I think this is a race that um, I think you've got to go a little deeper. I don't, I don't think the favorite is, is a lock here by
0: any means. If it's a day when favorites uh, look vulnerable, as you and I both think it is, then we'll probably end up uh, with some some different horses here. And that's kind of what we've got here. I took Derby date on top. Um, 88 buyer of that October 2nd race at Indy. And I like the fact that the horse is here. And uh, it's the uh, Contreras Barn, who uh, uh, does well when coming into the Kentucky circuit. But this is their first horse of the fall meet at Keeneland. So... I thought that was a little interesting angle here for Derby date. That's my pick on top. I took Shooter's Shoot just on the fact of the connections, but it's a long losing streak to like at 5-2. to two. Up Striker, you get Maker and Saez and uh, three wins this year. And then the Queen's Jewels with 13 lifetime wins. And as you mentioned, one of those at Keeneland. So got to love that one. So uh, you make a good case for Mailman Money. I left uh, that one out, but that just kind of tells you that it's a, a day where uh, you want to be open to considering a, a lot of different uh, horses uh, because there could be some prices. Set, the uh, seventh race, second leg of the pick four, is a first-level allowance, three and up at a mile and a sixteenth on the turf. And I took Sir London in here. It's a newcomer to the Grand Motion Barn, and he obviously can do you know great work with the newcomers to his barn. And he's had this horse uh, uh, enough time to get four works in him. So they've really... Kind of uh, cranked down on this horse, I think, a little bit. They uh, pick up Gaflione to ride, which I think is noteworthy for shipping in this horse to Keeneland. So those angles drew me to Sir London in a race where I didn't really have a strong opinion. I took American Diamond next for uh, Johnny V, for Safi Joseph and uh, Ken Ramsey. And Johnny V showing up to ride this one kind of intrigued me. Uh, McKillop. A couple of good runs since moving into the Wilkes Barn, whose horses have been running well at this meet. And uh, McKillop was wide in both of his uh, two races. Uh, If you want to go deeper, 10 days later for Kenny McPeak. Last race, a very good one off the layoff. Question mark on the turf. Uh, That's still to be determined. End point uh, has really improved since going on the turf for Paulo Lobo. And I thought that one uh, was worth a shot. Uh, How did you see race seven?
1: Not quite like you saw it. Um, the horse that I picked, you didn't even mention. So I think this is going to be a day, yeah, right, that it, it's going to be a matter of picking your opinions and sticking by your guns. No pun intended. I use Clyde's got a gun, uh, for Helen Pitts. What I like about this gelding, uh, it's a horse coming off a maiden win against uh, more experienced horses, but that maiden win was extremely impressive. So this horse, uh, It debuted in Indiana at a mile and 16. Tough distance to debut. Didn't embarrass himself at all. Got beat by Irish Aces, who came back and won. And then Clyde's got a gun, comes back at Churchill, stretches out to a mile and eight, gets an 81 buyer, wins by two and a quarter. And Cyril's Ghost, who ran third there, came back and won next time out. And if you go back and watch the race at Churchill, uh, Clyde's got a gun, was almost completely blocked off, and went outside and just won very impressively, and, and I think that cutting back from mile and eighth to mile and sixteenth, certainly going to get the distance, certainly going to be fit. Uh, Helen Pitts doesn't have a lot of horses anymore, but she's a very capable trainer. Um, so, I, I, Clyde's got a gun is, is my uh, fairly strong opinion here. I'm only going to go too deep. I'm going to use um, also American Diamonds. and excuse me, let me, okay, American Diamond uh, for Sassy Joseph and Johnny Velasquez um, ran the Barbados Gold Cup uh, back in March and then shipped to Kentucky Downs and ran uh, very well in a $50,000 starter allowance and one by two. So I'm going to stick with those two here. I, the, the two of the horses you'd like uh, I can make a case for it in Grand Motion, but it is first time on the turf for Sir London. And um, uh, Endpoint point for Paulo Lobo, Paulo always wins a couple races at Keeneland. I never seem to have him on my, on my ticket. I hope this isn't the day. So the has got a gun, a thing for me in the 7th.
0: Go to race 8. It's uh, Claimers, non-winners of 2 lifetime at the 80K level for 3 and up. Mile on the 16th. How How'd you see this one shaking out?
1: Uh, again, uh, it seems to be a broken record, but I think uh, you can make a case for a whole lot of horses in here. Principally for Peru and McPeak seems to be a logical favorite down on the inside. Stretching out to a mile 16th from a mile race at Ellis where he just lost. He, he just lost by a neck last two times out at Ellis. So uh, This is for non-winners of, of two lifetime, but this horse came very close to not being able to uh, qualify for this uh, allowance uh, or this claiming level. Dan uh kind of Uh, Unknown trainer here for Cody Rosen, but the horse has run well at Prairie Meadows and Hawthorne on the turf and the dirt. Going to use JR's gift, uh, again, for some uh, connections that don't have a lot of horses at Kingland. But just going back on the buyers, this horse probably fits here. But one for 29 lifetime, I don't think I'd take three to one on top for him. Honed for Kenny McPeak, uh, ran in the street sense of Breeders Futurity last year at Kingland. Uh, that didn't pan out for him. Came back at Churchill in September. Um, not not great. He's trying to find the appropriate level for this one, and this might be at Hone. And then Winnemack Avenue for James DeVito, and Gaffleon takes them out. And that's the main reason I took this horse. Uh, none of these horses have impressed very much, and that's why they're a non winners two Lifetime. But I think Princely probably is going to be the, the favorite here over JR's Gift. I think you can go a lot of different ways in this race. I don't have a strong opinion, so I'm going to go five seats to the pick four.
0: I think Kenny McPeak's going to win this with one of his two. Uh, I have Princely second. Uh, I took Honed on top. I thought there was a tougher group that Honed faced in the first race off the layoff. Showed a little more early foot than he has in the past. And the clincher for me was Brian Hernandez showing up on this one. I think he's the the go-to rider for the barn. So uh, I ended up with Honed over uh, Princely, but kind of a toss-up between those two. I'm just going to actually use the two McPeaks for the pick four. If I went deeper, I'd take a look at the seven, Glen Area, a nice win last time in the Maiden Breaker, and the uh, Sims Barn seems to uh, fire at these Keeneland meets. But Honed and Princely for me with Honed getting the slight edge. Ninth race, two-year-old Philly Maidens on the turf at five and a half. Took a little bit of a price here at eight to one on the morning line with Satin Blue. Took some money in the debut at Kentucky Downs and then broke slowly. Made a little bit of a move, but you see Sayas showing up in the saddle, which is noteworthy. And then some really fast work. So I think there's some signs that suggest that this horse will bounce back and run better. And uh, I'll take a shot. They'll run well enough to win at eight to one. Charm of the song, the one is uh, second out for the Wilkes Barn. The two, Modern Sound, was a good second in a turf sprint first time out uh, and then went longer. That didn't work so well, but getting back to a turf sprint here. And then I used uh, a first-timer, Cloud Walker, for the Walsh Barn with uh, Pratt on the turf. And then the 13, if he draws in, uh, Destiny Star, was a good fourth in the debut up at Saratoga. So I'm going five deep here in the last leg. How'd you see in the ninth?
1: Yeah, I think at thirteen was in the main body of the race, she would be my pick. Um, she ran well at Saratoga first time out, only got beat by three links, and the two horses that finished first and second both came back and won. So watch the scratches. If Destiny Star draws in for Timothy Ham, I don't know that she's a single, but based on that race at Saratoga, she's better than, than anything in here as far as any horses have been out. Uh, once or twice. I went with Cloud Walker for Brendan Walsh. Uh, Flavian Pratt takes them out. He knocked me out of a big pick four on Sunday by beating Caravelle, so he need, he owes me money, a lot of money, by the way. <laughs> so, Brendan Walsh is 9 nine ten 10% first-time starters, but this horse has got a long series of works in there, and the, the last time at Turfway was 47-4 Breezing uh, was third out of 23, so... Uh, ought to be ready, so she's uh, going to make her debut here from the 10-hole at Flavia Pratt. If anybody can win five-and-a-half furlongs, I'd like to have them on my horse. Uh, I'm going to use Charm of the Song that you mentioned for Ian Wilkes, 63 buyer, first out of Kentucky Downs. going to use Wonder Wave for Brian Lynch for Bayerano. This horse has been well-supported at the windows the first two times. and finished third and second, but the buyers don't match up to what a couple others have in here. And then I'm going to use Joke Master from Mike Maker and Tyler Gaffley on it, 12 to 1. I can't imagine that even though her form does not look good, uh, the Kentucky Downs race was kind of a debacle. She had some speed and then just kind of gave it up. I really like horses that when you look at their last race, they got beat by 20 lengths. But at the half mile, they were only one or two lengths behind. So that says that she's got some speed. She's going to shorten up from a mile to my five and a half furlongs. Her five and a half furlong. furlongs, Effort at Ellis was not bad. In her maiden special weight effort there, so I think Joke Master at twelve to one. Uh, you might get five or six to one on her with Gafleion and Maker. But I'm going to go uh, those four here. Got a fairly expensive pick four ticket.
0: Let's talk about the tickets. I ended up uh, having to, to pare down in a couple of spots where I'd like to go deeper, just to keep the ticket affordable. I ended up at sixty dollars, starting out with three, four, five, six, then one six ten, then one six. Then one two three ten thirteen sixty dollars. What's your pick four ticket look like, Jim?
1: I have an eighty dollar ticket. Two three four five with three ten, with one three four six eleven, with one four nine ten in the last, and that's an eighty dollar ticket.
0: Best of luck with your plays on the Thursday card. If you can't get out to the track, make sure you have money in your Keeneland Select account. For Jim Goodman, I'm Tom Leach. That's the In the Money podcast for KeenelandSelect.com.